I've had two separate girls in my life ask me that exact question. Why are you the way you are? Oh, what an awful thing. Yeah. Seriously. What was your answer? Because because we are asking you that. <laughs> <laughs> Consider this time number three. We're, we're piggybacking on them. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's the same answer as always. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, that's a boring answer. No wonder they broke up with you. <laughs> they didn't break up with me. They never dated me in the first place. There. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. Even cooler story. <laughs> Taking a sound and screen live in three, two, one. Oh my God, do I sing to it tonight? Do I sing to it? Well, yeah. Is it nothing sacred, you know? Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Yeah, maybe not tonight. Let's not do it tonight. <laughs> okay, and action. Right, let's do it. Go. All right, let's go live. Well, we're ready now. What was that? Oh. Hello, and <laughs> welcome to Dom and Dragons, the podcast where Helpful Go Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monahan. I'm Andrew Gilbert, but tonight, tonight, I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. And I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat Galway, playing the turtle druid McKeck Tumbledown. Hello, everybody. Lena, playing the Azamar warlock Elif Fire. Hi, I'm not going to wave at you because I'm occupied petting a cat, but hi. Legit. Adam, playing the bugbarian Connie Demure. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. And, of course, Dominic Monaghan playing the halfling monk, Cryon Fane. Hi, I'm not going to wave to you because I'm holding on to two otters. <clears throat> oh, you have, you, that's a, you really, hang on, I'll just put them down. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, where you got? Oh, they've ran off, you guys. <laughs> Come back. Jesus. It's always the way. You put two otters down, they've gone. They've gone. Very smooth. Oh, very smooth. That old, that old chestnut. Well, hey, uh, tonight we are live for the season finale of Dom and Dragons. Uh, we, we totally hope there's going to be more. Uh, once Dom gets done with some some cool stuff, uh, he'll be back. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. But tonight we're going to wrap up this arc. Uh, and it's going to be crazy and big and everyone's going to have a lot of fun. Mandatory fun time. Mandatory fun time. Uh, so a couple big thank yous um, to to. Uh, 
Monty, specifically at Miraculous Monty, for the amazing art that they've been doing for this campaign. Um, Monty, you're just the best. Um, and we're going to have some posters, maybe, of some art available at some point. Um, you can also put exclamation point Discord in the chat to get onto our Discord and start to learn a little bit more about uh, some of the inside workings uh, of that. I thoroughly suggest it. And also to Sam Winnie, who's done a lot of the music um, for this. Uh, anytime we use uh, some original music, it's it's Sam. We have specifically uh, a piece tonight that he wrote um, that I'm super excited to get into uh, when we when we get to that. Uh, and also amazing thanks to just Don Monahan for for playing with us and having a good time and just being willing to to be goofy and, and learn Dungeons Dragons in front of people. Yeah, <laughs> that's a giant step that not a lot of people are comfortable taking, but we're super excited, man. It's been great, and I've learned a huge amount, and it's put me in a place where if people were to come over to me, I can speak with just a little bit more experience now about Dungeons and Dragons, but also to know that maybe I wasn't quite ready to be a dungeon master. Maybe I needed to play with some people to show me the ropes, and the next time I play, maybe I can learn a little bit more, and sooner or later I can be a dungeon master. But initially, I bought a dungeon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons whole set, starter set, and I thought, oh, cool, I'll, I'll get my friends to fill out some character sheets, and I'll play. There is no way that I could have done that. So just <laughs> learning some of the mechanics from you guys yeah. has been has been really fun. And Adam, your hair looks fine. Stop messing around with it. It's so long. It's it's so bad. Look at this. It's fluffy. It's great. Love it. I'm okay. Should I just leave it like this the rest of the night? Not touch it ever. Very emo like that. You look like one of the like the bass player for the cure or something. I'll take it. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So, uh, then let's begin tonight's episode of Dom and Dragons. So last time on Dom and Dragons, Mekek, Elif, Connie, and Kryon made their way to the mountain fortress as it was pulling in range of the town of Burden. Now, Burden has no defense against the siege weapons in the sky. That is, no defense but for a few rapscallions that think they found a weak point in the mountain. Into the sky they rode, circling round and attempted to come at a, at a hidden cave behind the clouds, uh, hidden by Mekek's magic and the thickness of the fog in the air. The defenses of the mountain are impressive, and they were soon found out. However, for some reason, the four of them made it through with little resistance from an air elemental, and luckily, as the real threat of a black dragon entered the fight, so too did Grom and his soldiers. In the immediate turmoil of battle, the group then was able to dip away, slip inside the cave. They dismounted, began to explore. Since time is of the essence, they split up and Connie and Kryon dipped further into the caves as Elif, Mekek, and Kitty, the pseudo-dragon, carefully tried to spy into a room with a large crystal, the possible weak point of the floating mountain. 
while Elif and Makek uh, were fairly successful, Kryon and Connie tripped a few traps and brought a few guards down on them. Hey. Now, <laughs> as Connie and Kryon are being chased through the dark, all of you collectively hear a sound accompanied with a, a vibration, a foo, and your heart sinks deep in this cave as you hear what you believe to be the barrage of catapults and trebuchets on the mountainside above, probably now drawn very close to burden. What is it you would all like to do? Um, well, I mean, Adam, you've been in these kind of skirmishes before, right? It looks like we're up against it. What do you have any thoughts potentially? I, uh, I have, I have a, I have a, a thought. I don't know how good of a thought it is, but okay. Uh, question number one. Yes. How far is Connie from Elif, and what is the range on message? Lena's currently talking to a pet. It looks from her face. Sorry. Hopefully, not a ghost. <laughs> the range is 120 feet. I was trying to get my cat's attention. I wanted him to come sit with me again. The range is 120 feet, and I was, if possible, keeping you in range at all times. I do not know if that was possible, Andy. Uh, yes, for for Adam, uh, for Connie, you can still in range. Uh, Cryon had moved up even further ahead of that. Right. So, so Cryon, not necessarily, but Connie, yes. Fiddly did. And how does message work again? So we're basically, we're kind of gaming it a little. It works that the person who's casting message can whisper something to you and then you can respond. So basically like every six seconds or something, you just hear Elif's voice in your head going, hey. Right. Hey. Oh, God. Hey. <laughs> that is. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. No wonder Connie wasn't paying attention looking for traps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, blame Ella saving your ass. Um, okay, so then there's this bi- the 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 explosion, and what was the nature of that second trap that the people outside the mountain heard, Andy? What did what did Connie see up ahead? Was that the flames? Yes, that was the flames. That was the the wall on the side of Cryon lit up, uh, and a, a, a gout of flame just shot straight across the cavern, lighting it up and making kind of a. <sighs> noise. All right. So that's probably what they're reacting to. But I dodged it. Right, yes, Cran dodged it uh, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> and skillfully. Yeah. And you're not exactly sure if they've seen Cryon yet. Um though Cryon is probably trying to make his way down the hall toward you. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So so I'm so I'm assuming so based on what Lena just said, once they heard the uh, the sound of that of the fire wall, um, yeah. LF, I imagine would have immediately sounded a bit like, "Hey, what's going on?" Right? Yes, I mean in an LF way. So it would have been much longer and more. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So Connie, I think, has an understanding of what's going on because he triggered that trap before. He's kicking himself in this moment. He's like, damn it, why didn't I fucking look for more traps up ahead or remind Cryon to, right? He's thinking that another trap has gone off. He is going to 
do two things, Andy. He's okay. going to immediately message back to Elif, saying, I think, something along the lines of, send the bats! Send the bats! Um, okay. He's also going to take out from under his hat Bert and hold Bert in front of him in his best fucking Gandalf impression, I guess. And he'll kind of whisper to it. Not really whisper to Bert. He's just going to be like, well, he should whisper though. He's going to be like, I don't know if you can understand me, Bert, but fly up ahead and do your best to make it seem like you're the thing that triggered whatever the fuck that trap was. Now go, go, go. Whisper magic words like I saw a wizard named Pony Boy once do. <laughs> okay, um, give me a give me a animal handling check. Are you guys seeing anything on the map apart from just a big blank space? I'm just seeing a big black space. Yeah, you're just yeah, Cryon. You just can't see. You're in darkness. Okay. Um, the others probably can see a little bit. They have some torches up and stuff. Sixteen. Sixteen animal handling. Yeah, good stuff. It's not bad. It's not bad. So I'm trying to get Bert to kind of take the lead. I, again, I don't know the extent to which Bert is like a conscious, understanding creature. But trying desperately, like, if he can at least go and make it seem like, like, get the attention of whoever's running down, that he's somehow set off the traps. And then the added layer of if the if there are still bats out with the others... If they could come and kind of, one, get there in time to, to make it seem like, oh, a bunch of bats and this bird did this. Slash, as we're running away, if the bats can kind of ups, uh, obfuscate. Oh, what a lovely Scrabble word. Yeah, so I'm going to communicate to McKeck. Yeah. To your cat? And go to McKeck, also to my cat. But my <laughs> cat doesn't get talked to on stream. Yeah, just you just get to hear me whispering yeah. to him very quietly. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, you can say, um, Um, bats? Yes? What can I do for you? <laughs> Starts to smoke a beetle. <laughs> My friend said that there's a probably some kind of problem, but I'm willing to bet that that problem might come with some premium beetles. <laughs> Down that way. Uh, give me a persuasion check for the bat. Thirteen. It's a bat chain smoking beetles, man. How insightful is he? <laughs> I fish it, but a beetle is a beetle. And, and then he takes off, and you hear some squeaking uh, from other bats. Yes, yes, fuck him up. And then a, a lot of them are, are sort of flying in that direction. Connie, you uh, you get the sense of a, a whooshing right by you, and maybe twenty other bats um, start to go past you. Um, Bert, as well, leading uh, them sort of out. Um, and and up again, uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. The keck is going to look at Elif. Why did I just send the bats? <laughs> I don't know. He just, he just said, send the bats. That's all he said in my head. He was just, send the bats, send the bats, send the bats. 
So if if I can, the other thing, Andy, that like as the bats rush by, Connie's keeping an eye out for Cryon if Cryon's kind of running yeah. down the tunnel. And and Connie's also looking around to see if there are, are any crevices in in this tunnel, any kind of like indentations in the rock that they would have passed or something, any kind of hiding spot that if push comes to shove they need. Although I'm guessing I'm thinking that it's at this point, since the bats are there, I think probably Connie and Crime would just be hightailing it. Um, but I am looking to see if there are any yeah. kind of side sure. side tunnel crannies or yeah, that's it. Crannies. Nooks or crannies. Yeah. Nooks. Yeah. Uh, give me a perception check, and then while he's doing that, Crayon, uh, you see a bunch of bats just flutter past you toward the guards nice. behind you. Uh, the guards behind you start to kind of immediately swat at them, and you hear them going, ah, ah, I don't know, fuck it. We don't need to. Um, and you, you hear one of them kind of shouting, like, down there, Is anyone down there? Crayon shouts back. Just those bats! Bats! <laughs> <laughs> Do not worry! It is just the bats! Ah! Something like that. I don't know. Okay. Oh, he's spitballing. I, okay, so, so before you do anything else, I have to ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> Does the sound of that reach McKeck? The sound of Cryon shouting? Yes. <laughs> Uh, eventually, yeah, that'll bounce off the walls. <laughs> you'll hear, you'll hear. Cry I don't on. even know if I do do that. I just thought it was funny. Okay, but maybe I do do it. I don't mind. I'll, I'll, th- I'll take it back. I, I was just no, comedic. No, just... cry on, Dom. I'm telling you, that is how you play D and D. I say commit. I love All right, it. man. All right. He is often followed by the dungeon master going. Did you really say that? <laughs> Or is that a joke? Uh, I'll let it be a joke if you want. Whatever you like. Yeah, uh, do, but don't, don't be don't feel the need to be, be swayed by me. I mean, right? We can always hope that maybe one of these soldiers is like bat. has spoken to the bats and knows uh, that they speak French. And so, if you nailed the accent, maybe they're like, "Yeah, I guess that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to get you guys in trouble. Yeah, if you can think of a reason why cryon would do that <laughs> you're more than welcome <laughs> yeah why would cryon do it we yeah. know why dom would do it but why would yeah dom we know why i would do it for shits and giggles but i don't think there's a reason for cryon okay all right so so cryon uh at, at that after uh when he shouts down the the thing um would you hide or do you want to keep running or uh i i think i'm pretty i'm pretty spry of foot right i don't yeah. think i would make too much noise to keep running you know Okay, uh, you are running in like pitch blackness, essentially. Right, right. Okay. Uh, give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Oh, uh, it's not going to matter too much. <laughs> Do they still have pass without trace on, or? It's already ended. Yeah, at this point, it's just ended. Yeah. Stealth check. Hold on, here we go. With disadvantage. Of- 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So, yeah, uh, they shout down the hall. You hear that echo. And, Mekek, you would hear that echo, like, um, back to where you guys are. And you kind of lean against the wall, take a few heavy breaths. It's pitch black. Basically, you just kind of know a direction Connie's in. But you take a moment 
and you don't hear anything. And looking toward the entrance, you see several guards now climbing back up to that that uh, sort of white light of day again and seem to exit the cave. So it appears your ruse has worked for now. Yes. Nice. That was good thinking. Nice. So at some point, yeah, Connie's not going to like run out of there necessarily. He's waiting for, he's bracing himself for the impact of a halfling running into his knee in the dark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then Cryon, do you make your way slowly back to Connie? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, I would regroup up at, at that point. All right. All right. So uh, the two of you, yeah. Regroup. Um, Connie leads you to the to the kind of entrance of this offshoot of the cave. Uh, you can see a bit of torchlight now. You can hear the rushing water uh, of the river going back out. Um, We're looking for traps. We're looking for traps. Give me an investigation check, please. <clears throat> a six. You don't see any trap. Me too. Oh, yeah, I don't need to. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are we're we are looking for traps. Yeah, we exactly. Thank you. Oh, a fourteen. Yeah, even even with it being really uh, dark, you're like listening for that little tick of a of a pressure plate again. You're kind of feeling your way around, and as it's starting to light up here, and you see a bit of the torchlight from Macaque across the river, um, you you think you've made it this far, and there are no traps. Yeah. So, how would you like to get across? And Mekek and Elif, you kind of barely can see them now at the mouth of that cave as well. All right, Cryon. How do we want to get across this river now? Do we want to ford, float, or ferry? Is it is it still pitch black, Andy? Do we have any idea of the flow, the speed of the river, the depth of the river, the width of the river, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, it's 20, 25 feet across. It's somewhat deep uh it, it's it's yeah you crossed it with connie before but you were on connie's shoulders and so you barely kind of got wet and connie had to really make a strength check to get across it all right cryon hop on let's do let's do we did it once we can do it again all right cryon scampers up crawls on your shoulders Cryon scampers on uh connie's shoulders and whispers in his ear don't worry about that that's just a trap uh, digging into the, your, your, your hip there. I don't want you to get any right. No, yeah. Ideas. It's dark. We're, we're close to a river. It's wet. Just letting you know that's the trap. I understand. Yeah, totally. Just the trap. The time and a place for those things. Time and a place. I understand that more than so many people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you are happy to see me, right? Oh, I'm super happy to see you. Yeah, I'm delighted. Thank you. Good. All right, let's do this. Athletics check, right? Athletics check. Yep. All right, thanks, Rugek. I'm assuming that's the voice of Rugek that I hear. Oh, crit hit. A crit hit a total of 23 on athletics. Nice. Um, yeah, Connie, you dip into the water, uh, Cryon on your shoulders. Uh, Cryon, you're barely even getting wet. He's, he's doggy paddling his way across the river. It doesn't, you know... It doesn't look amazing, but but he's in full control here. So I would like to suggest that not only do I is, is this just the perfectly successful crossing of the river, but with that crit hit, like Connie and Cryon on the way across have developed 
a kind of well, a quasi acrobatics uh, routine of Connie kind of tossing uh, crying up in the air a couple of times as he swims across and kind of like juggling him and kind of doing some fancy okay fancy work on that front. Yeah, you turn over to do the backstroke a couple times, uh, flipping crying up in the air and you land on his chest then, Cryon. And then he flips over again as you go up in the air and you land on his back as he swims the rest of the way. Yeah, it was nice. it was fun. You guys did it. Uh, yeah, and you know, in case that ever comes up again in the future, you guys uh, have a bit of an acrobatic... Uh, uh, Chemis- uh, chemistry? Rapport. Yeah, yeah. chemistry. And that, that last one wasn't the trap, was it? I didn't think so. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just enjoying your swimming stroke. I thought. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, you've made it uh, a bit wet, um, uh, waterlogged bugbear. But um, you're over by McKeck and Elif again. Technically, they're by Elif and a giant boulder. Is everything okay? You're really wet. Why are you so wet? Oh, because you had to go across the right. That's why you're wet. Yeah, you're totally fine. But like, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? Whew. Let me catch my breath, Alice. That was, that was touch and go for a second there. Um, we tripped some traps, but we're okay. But I think we alerted some soldiers. But then you got the message about the bats, right? So I think they think it was just bats. I think. Yeah, yeah. But what did you see at the at that exit of the tunnel, Cryon? You you peeked out. I think. Are you hurt? Are you listened? Did I see anything? Did it? No. Yeah, you couldn't really see much. You were still kind of far back in the cave, but you did hear them uh, talking uh, in common about getting the getting the catapults ready because we're almost in range. And in fact, as you're recalling this, everyone hears another. <laughs> ground kind of shakes beneath you. So that's where the catapults are. Well, we gotta take this mountain down. Did we ever decide explicitly how we were gonna do that? No, not necessarily. No, I think we had a plan. Let's just quick review. Let's have a quick, just a real quick review. Uh, We have some people on the outside who might be hopefully trying to cut those ropes that are attaching magically this mountain to the elk's antlers. Right, you have Kalia and Rose sort of leading a group of uh, citizens to attack some of those ground forces. You did have Grom um, bring whatever, you know, whatever soldiers he had to attack the dragon in the sky as well as some of those ground forces. Um, So some of that's being taken care of. And we also explicitly told him to cut the ropes. Yep. Once he's clear of the dragon. Yeah. And then we got up here with us explosive barrels, right? We were going to try to yep. Two of them. blow some shit up and take the mountain down? Or at least, I don't know. Yeah. And McKeck's also going to sort of pat the bandolier of Accelerant. Yep. We also have some extra, you know, upgrades. Right, good, good. What were we gonna specifically blow up, though? Do we did we know what that was? Something. Okay, I. So far as I know, I've never come across a mountain that just naturally floats. <laughs> right. So one would have to assume that it's being held in place by some kind of magic. Mm. Maybe that crystal. Maybe that crystal. Right. 
yeah, is it the elks and the ropes, or is it the crystal, or is it some combination of both? You said you saw stone giants dancing around that crystal. Yeah, and, you know, in the times that I've seen elks and ropes before, they've never been able to hold up mountains, so I'm <laughs> guessing the more magical side of it could be the crystal, um, which the crystal room is the place that we've not been to, right? We went left when we came down the cave. I sent Kitty down that way. Yeah. They're still there. They're. I'm going to point at Kitty's, like, god-awful scratched-out drawing. They're still bowing. Well, I don't think there's much we can do here about the ropes. If I recall correctly, the uh, what, I, what we all saw about this big mountain is the ropes were met. They hooked onto hooks that were kind of driven into the bottom of this mountain. Is that accurate, Krugek? <laughs> yes. That's what was described, yeah. And did we think that some of those uh, spikes might be to one side or the other? Uh, they just seem to be kind of be on the front side. So mm. opposite the side of the waterfall. Yeah. Okay, so basically the a way to, that we do not have a path to. Not that you know of. Yeah. Since this forms a T intersection, at the, a direct route to. Like this cave doesn't, this isn't just the map cutting off on the northern edge. It's right. yeah. the path cuts off. I would be keeping an eye out, like, throughout all of this, um, using my explosive specialty to, like, kind of watch for areas that I want to investigate more closely to see how explosives would impact them. I'm looking for weak areas okay. to bring the mountain down. Yeah, give me uh, an investigation check. Um, and if you're not, if you're not proficient in it, add proficiency. 19. Very nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're you're looking around. You're checking even this this smaller cave off to the side here. Uh, yeah. All around you here and in this smaller cave, this is something kind of more naturally formed. There is nothing really stable uh, in these. What you see is rock that could come down fairly easily. But as far as like the mountain being held up or anything like that, you don't, you're not seeing anything exactly uh, like that. Okay. How far away is that crystal room from where we are, Cryon? Hmm. I don't remember it being too far. When I came in the first time, it was less less than less than a three minute walk to the right. I, I saw that kind of ceremony take place. It was hundred feet, maybe, but you're you were going really slow and really methodical. It's true. Um, I was. Yeah. All right, yeah, we, we need to go. We need to go check out that room, I think. And also, I, 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 I man, they, they, these trebuchets and catapults going off have me. I am worried about burden. I wonder, is there anything, Aleph? Do you have Ernie on you? Yeah, of course, I always have Ernie with me, right? Because he's my friendship partner, and also he's my friend. So he's my friendship partner, who's also a friend, and he just like hangs out with me in my hair all the time. And I try to make sure he doesn't get burned or hurt because I think you, you, yeah. I told you this. Like I think you're wrong about him, like maybe not getting hurt by being burned. So I have to make sure yeah, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you say? Maybe we should send him after Bert with the with the mission of maybe the two of them could head up a, an operation whereby those bats try to disrupt the uh, catabolts and trebuchets being set off on the outside. They could kind of swirl around and, and swoop down and, and attack the, 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 the bad guys out there. 
they're very, 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 very tiny. But like they can track, yeah, I guess maybe like um maybe can at least be a distraction. They might be okay as long as they're safe. They're safe, right? Tiny things can be leaders just as much as big things. Just look at Dennis Kucinich. Um <laughs> Angela Merkel. Angela. <laughs> she's, like, she's like five foot one, you know. And Angela Merkel. I'm not gonna add any more to this. No, I say I think that if anybody can do it, Burton Ernie can. Because they've witnessed us bond and fall apart and then come back together as friends. They have the necessary traits of leadership that they could lead the bats to victory against the catapults. Here's what you do. You hold him out, you hold him out in front of you, and you kind of whisper in kind of a magical wizardy voice to it. Yeah, I saw him do that. <laughs> While this is happening, by the way, I'm beginning to concentrate on the ritual for detect magic. Okay. It's like, uh-huh, good, that's great. So I'm whispering to my bird. Hey, 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 you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go help us, you gotta go help us, you gotta go see the birdie and the bats, and you gotta go, and you gotta go, you gotta go scare the people who are, like, trying to do the trebuchets and cannibals, so down that tunnel, that down the that, 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 that way, 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 the way the Connie and, um, um, Kryon came from, you gotta go that way, and you gotta go scare them, and you gotta go fuck with them, and you gotta go fuck them up, because fight the power, and fuck the power, and fuck the system, and we gotta blow them all up, so I believe in you, I believe in you, you can do it, you can do it! Uh, give me an animal handling check. I, Connie was kind of giving her advice on how to do that, so can I be helping at all? That'd be great. I'm, I'm gonna say no. Ooh, oh this no. is full. Yeah. Uh, all right. But also, Ernie like knows like where Bert is. That's its fun. Yes. Their function. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ernie uh, hops around, kind of like pecks at your hand a little bit, and then flies off uh, to to the north. Uh, seemingly in that direction, yeah. I think it worked. I can just assume that Ernie has spent enough time with you to be able to understand your natural speech patterns. <laughs> All right, let's go to the crystal room. You hear another. <sighs> That's the third one. I'm not keeping track or anything. Oh, God damn you, Andy. Where is from? The direction of the crystal room or the other direction? You think those are catapults being fired? Yeah. All right, let's make let's make a move, you guys. Let's make a move. Yeah, I think we're heading to the crystal room. I think that the ropes are covered. We did our best to try to mitigate the the catapult stuff, and now our best bet is to take out this crystal. But we'll, we'll see what Mikak kind of gets from his detect magic, I guess. Yeah, Mikek, you have about five minutes left on that uh, as you guys kind of start into the hallway. And again, feel free to move your icons as you need to. Mikek right now has a torch on. Um, if that changes, let me know. And I am looking for traps down this tunnel also, just for what it's worth. Okay, investigation check then. Is this where we're, where we're headed? This this little area here, Andy? Is that where we're going? Uh, I think so, yeah. This little... This is where you were last time, yeah. This little hallway here. Okay, so before I go down there, I'm gonna tell the guys, hey guys, I'm gonna leave my trap. Remember the trap that I found? I'm gonna leave my trap right here at this narrow little entranceway towards the crystal room. So remember on the way back, we're gonna have to make a step over that trap, right where Connie is. Nice. I'm gonna set down my trap. All right, cool. Very good. Could, could give us 30 seconds, you never know. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I'll go last because I'm scared people and the trap attracted me. Alright. Kitty is on my uh, shoulder, I'm assuming. Yep. Cool. Uh, so, Connie, um, to your left here is is uh, about five feet up. There's kind of almost another um, somewhat cave entrance, but it's very circular. Um, and it seems to kind of go upward at an angle. Uh, and then to your right is where you see some light uh, in, in another room. Um, this seems to be the path that Cryon took. Okay. I think we're going the direction Cryon went, unless you want to explore to the left again. I don't know. Oh, let's think time. The clock is ticking, right? Yeah, 100%. I'm probably going to leave the torch sort of like propped up where like Elif is. Okay. So that if we were bailing out, there's light that way. If you're saying I'm seeing light up ahead of me. Yes. Gotcha. 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 I don't know if this is like the time to remember my cantrips. It's always the time to remember my cantrips, right? But in addition to having guidance, which I always forget I have, I also have light, you guys. So, hey, that's cool. Nice. Sorry that I didn't flag that when we first came into the cave. You're lucky. Uh, I can cast that, though, on um, somebody. Um, maybe on myself, because I'm furthest back. Alternately, you could cast it on a small coin, and I could give it to Kitty to hold in their mouth. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then if they open their mouth, it's a little pseudo-dragon flashlight. There's no way that Kitty's going to drop the coin because Kitty's obsessed with coins, so that works. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Okay. I'm going to sort of, like, tap Kitty. This means open. Tap again. This means closed. <laughs> Thank you, Kitty. Tap, tap. Open. All right. Uh, so the dragon opens its mouth, the tiny dragon, uh, and a beam of light uh, shooting out from it. Uh, it's fairly easy to see, and then Connie, as you're getting closer to uh, the lip uh, of an edge um, in the cave, you can sense it opens up into a much larger room. Um, the light is sort of streaming in pretty easily here. Tap, tap. Closed. <laughs> and the dragon's mouth closes. Nice. What would you like to do? This is the biggest like most egregious waste of a familiar plus the light cantrip. <laughs> uh, yeah, Connie, this little, uh, technically on our map, the little red line is the like edge uh, of the elevated terrain here. Um, so if you walk up to that, then you would be able to see into the room much more clearly. And, and how much of a, uh, how high up are we from this room in front of us? Uh, so it's hard to tell, but it, it it if you get close to the edge, you could be able to see kind of straight down a little bit more. Mm. So should we send out a scout instead of all of us? Does one of us want to go peep over? Cryon, you... Krogic help us. You said that you weren't 100% sure that these stone giants were hostile. Well, they didn't see me, you know? So right. they're not going to be hostile to each other. They were just having a ceremony. Didn't the bats mention that, like, they stayed the fuck away from this area because they were afraid of getting squashed? 
Right. Not they were they were afraid to get squashed. They were they just didn't come in here because they said the bugs flew weirdly. Right, 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 right. Who has the best stealth out of all of us? Well, you and I measured back in the tunnel. <laughs> oh, hello. Right. Yeah, you're, different story. Your you you your stealth just just slightly out measured mine. But here's the thing: is I, I don't is stealth what we need right now, or do we need somebody to go down there, make their presence known, and just to see what how the fuck they react? That's a big swing. Cutty, 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 cutty. Are you asking? Are you asking? Are you asking? Do we need explosions? Do we need explosions? Is that what you're asking? Because I can totally do that. Well, uh, I don't think it was, but who even knows at this point? Um, it is a big swing, isn't it? Do we just assume that they're? That, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're worshiping a stone that seems to be powering a mountain that is a siege weapon by the Gahonian army. Can we assume that they're bad guys, or is this some kind of? Are they? Yeah. Wait, do we think it's powering the mountain? Did I miss that? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we just you just don't know. We are conjecturing that that is a possibility. It is clearly of significance in this mountain. Right. As far as you've gotten with that, it's uh, they were venerating this sort of crystalline structure. For some reason, the, the structure reminded you of something that cloud giants would use. However, because it's a crystal... Stone giants might have been able to amplify its power, um, and and that's uh, as good as like Cryon was able to kind of remember from his studies. Right. Cryon says to Connie, "All I'm saying, Connie, is at this point, if there are people down there, they don't know that we're here, so we're in a kind of power position. As soon as we reveal that we're here, then it's game on. I'm just saying we could ascertain." a little bit more information before revealing that we're actually here. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause, cause we might, we might then have to go down and, and tell them, you know, so I just, let me, let me just go check. Let me just go check. Can I do that? Yeah. Do you want to do it sneakily or just kind of, yeah, I'll do it sneakily. Okay. Give me a stealth check as you walk up to the edge here. So I would say is that stuff also has happened. Um, McKeck has sort of moved back and has just, like, slumped against the cave wall. Okay. 15 for stealth. All right, Kron, as you get up to the, the front of this and you just kind of peer over the edge again, you remember this scene uh, off to your right? There's uh, another kind of ledge that's about 20 feet up off the ground. The ground itself is about 20 feet below. Um the crystalline structure is there. It's pulsing kind of a, a, a very bright white light that fills the entire room. Off to the left, the a very, very large cave just kind of goes on um, into, into darkness and you can't see the end of it. But the most striking thing that is different about this this time is there are no stone giants dancing around this thing. You do see one massive stone giant gray granite-like skin kneeling in front of the crystal. Um, and give me a perception check. Mm. Connie could, too, if he wanted to. If you're really listening, Connie. Nice. 19 for perception. No, 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 19. 19. No, 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 no. 19. 
19 for Connie too. Yeah, Kron, you look back to Connie real quick as both of you hear the same thing. It sounds like crying softly. Like someone is kind of muffled and, and sobbing just a little bit. Um, but it's also a very low sounding crying, if that makes sense. And it's coming from the room, sir. Mm, intriguing. I hear low crying. Guys, the giant like, like doesn't want to be doing this or something. We gotta save the giant. This is Lena, because Aleph doesn't hear the crying. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like they're prisoners, like like they're not doing this voluntarily, you know. Did you say low crying or low crying, Connie? Low crying? Low crying is something else. Well, I'm just checking because I am a halfling and I have been called low crying low. <laughs> yeah, so Connie, Connie hears the low crying and, and he's he's straining through his, what the emotional intelligence that he has and he's I think maybe we don't attack someone who's crying right away. Is that right, Elif? Oh my god, Sardis crying? Yeah, of course not. No, 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 we don't attack them. We help, we help them. We help the people who are crying. Maybe they want to fight the power too. We should definitely help. We should help them do the power. They want to blow the place up too. We should help them blow the place up. We should blow the place up. I think she's right. Well, we, we, don't, we don't have time. We don't, we don't have time. Our town's being destroyed. Connie's going to leap down to the, to the floor of this cave. Is it, did Cryon go down? No, no he's just he was just searching. Well, Connie does. He's like, uh, we don't have time. There's somebody who's sad. We gotta help him. Uh, give me a deck saving throw, please. Give me a stupidity throw. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my trap searching uh, check wasn't kind of extended this whole time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, is it just the height? Yeah, you jumped off a twenty foot cliff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh boom 22 nice. great I love it I land on my feet well <laughs> you only oh, take your broken broken feet <laughs> you only take two damage as as you slam into the ground and are barely able to kind of roll um uh and and you're on your knees at this point um and it hurt a, it hurt a bit uh not gonna lie, this is stone floor, um, but yeah, definitely not not quite as bad. And you look up, and you now see this stone giant now facing you entirely, its eyes wide, and it just kind of slowly looks up at the entrance to the cave where Cryon is standing, I guess, right now, or sit or sitting. Or is Cryon visible though? Cryon was being stealthy, probably stealthy. Yeah. So it looks up to the mouth of the cave. Um, it it kind of wipes like its its big massive stone face, uh, and then begins to stand up. Uh, and this thing is twenty, almost thirty feet tall. What would you like to do, Connie? It's just staring at you right now. Introduce yourself. Try on whispers. Introduce yourself. Yeah, Connie will look as this thing rises and he'll say, uh, Hello there, name's Connie B. Demure, and I come representing Wigmoles. <laughs> what? Well, because 
Well, I heard you crying in here. Not crying. There's nobody named crying around here. I am saying crying. I would do no such thing. I'm just saying, do you need any help right now? Because there's a whole war going on. And my friends and I are trying our best to help people who feel like this war needs to be over. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Why does he have advantage there? Because the giant is in a very vulnerable spot right now. And maybe he's amenable to such a a request. 14. All right. Uh, You see him step back from you. um, And then he puts his hand up to the wall, almost as if he's contemplating something. And he looks back to the entrance to the cave and he lowers his hand. And you you can, uh, well, actually not from your angle. Never mind. Um, so you, you're not exactly sure what was sort of on the wall that he might have been about to touch. But he lowers his hand again and now he looks backward into the massive dark cave behind him. And after a second, something sort of trips in his mind and he steps forward fairly quickly toward you. Yes. We could use help, yes, all of us. All right. Were you able to provide such help? Well, I'll tell you, I was sheriff of the town of Burden for 10 years. And I, oh my, I'm just realizing that does not equip me to be helpful at all. <laughs> this has to be a whole new thing that I'm exploring right in this moment of my character arc. All right. Helpful, yes. One thing about being helpful is friends. I mentioned friends. I have friends. Friends who might come down here now if I will catch you. Keep it down, please. Right. Elif is going to, that, you know, jump down for Connie to catch her. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to catch her. Connie, give me an athletics check <laughs> to catch Elif. Oh, God. He said he'd catch me. Yeah. Oh, nice. 19. 19. Okay, okay. Easy. Elif, uh, yeah, you just leap off of this thing entirely trusting of Connie, who looks up very quickly, kind of jumps in the air and, and catches you, uh, and then he, he bounces down to his knees. Uh, but you're actually pretty safe. Yeah, he sets you down. Cryon swoops down on Belinda, the little... 360 around the giant hovers at shoulder level and says, hello, my stony friend. Yeah. Crown. Yeah. You swoop around. Uh, you get kind of eye level with the giant who, who then again, looks back to the cave. Um, and then, and looks at you. Yes. The stone here is like loose, right? It's sort of rubbly stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably slide down if you're very careful. It would take maybe an ac- acrobatics or a, or just mold earth. Is that what this is? Yeah, I was going to say, the keck is going to sort of put his foot down. You're going to see the rocks go crinkle. crinkle, crinkle. Nice. Yeah he, yeah, he just sort of lowers then you down very carefully and slowly. Uh, and actually, Mekek at this, the stone giant kind of opens his eyes wide, bows then at you and says, yes, you might help me. How might I do that? And at this, the stone giant 
sets down on his knees. The kind of rumble of the ground uh, underneath your feet lets you know this guy is very, very heavy. He puts a, uh, his, his hand on the crystal then next to him, and he just kind of looks at it longingly for a second. Every mountain has spirits. Every cave, every rock works together. It is a power that is dispersed throughout the mountain itself. But something terrible has happened to this mountain. They have gathered those spirits and concentrated them, imprisoned them, and then loosed a magic on them quite unnatural. So does that explain the whole the mountain is flying? Yes. Because that seems, you know, pretty unnatural for a mountain. It shouldn't be. They should sit and gather moss and rivers to them. McCaxing a blink and like, oh, what the hell? Because if they're in the sky, where will the birds be? <laughs> exactly. Precisely. There is a place for everything. And this mountain's place was many miles to the east of here. And its purpose to destroy and conquer. This is not what a mountain should do. And it's, he just lowers his head. How can we cope with that? Cryan steps in at this point and says, oh, Sorry, guys. Should we just do some introductions? We don't know your name. My name's Cryon. I am Pirlo. Pirlo. Okay, like that yes. quite talented uh, Italian midfield football player. Okay. Okay, so yeah, we went to the same place, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great player, by the way. Full of finesse. Andre Pirlo. I was like, is there just like a number 10 on the stone giant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful name. It's fantastic to meet you, Pirlo. Unfortunate at these troubling times, but it's an honor to meet you. Yes. I'm McKeck Tumbledown, and um, I don't actually have any idea why I'm here, but we'll deal with that later. Uh, everyone else? I introduced myself. I'm Connie B. The Mirror. So, <laughs> Connie's gonna look sympathetically to the stone giant, like, sorry. <laughs> she's pretty much always like that, but in this case, she's not wrong. The primary aid that we have to offer you does come in the form of explosions. Um, but we are open to other solutions. How might we help? With such an explosion crack the crystal itself 
Yeah, like definitely. It, was kind of like... it could release the myriad of spirits that are in it. Did you just say? Did you just say the myriad of spirits? Yes. All right. Just wanted to get a. We just get a clean take of that. Just <laughs> not, not for any particular reason. But can you just say that again? It's so lovely phrasing. Would such an explosion crack the crystal, releasing a myriad of spirits trapped within? Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Some for some reason, Cran starts clapping. <laughs> Everyone high five. Myriad! Myriad! <laughs> Andy, do I think as Elif that as an explosives specialist that it would um, crack the crystal? Like if we just like use an alchemist fire barrel here? Uh, yeah, g- g- uh, you have to get up pretty close to it, but yeah, give me a uh, check with uh, investigation with your kit. Ooh, a 21. Uh, normally you would say no. However, the crystal is angled in such a way that if you just dug a little bit down into the into the dirt and the rock beneath it, you feel that you found a, a pretty severe weak spot that that it, placing one or two of the barrels there would probably get rid of the crystal. They would shatter it um, with enough force, with all of uh, McKeck's stuff. Yeah, it, it should do it. Yeah, 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 I can blow it up, I can blow it up, I can blow it up. We just need to dig a little bit. I can definitely blow it up. I can definitely, 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 definitely blow it up. I mean, I can blow anything up, like, but I love blowing things up because that's not my specialty, right? But I can definitely blow this up and I can crack the fuck out of it. Set them free. Yes, then might work. And if they are not concentrated, they will, they will drop the mountain. And then he takes, he pauses for a second and looks around at you. This will kill everyone on this mountain. I am willing to take that sacrifice. Not everyone will be. If you do this, you must plan a way off. Okay. I think we can manage it. OAF, 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 for, for just, for us, or are there, are there others, are there others here that need to get, get God, how many, how many others, how many others do we need to get off? There are many souls on this mountain. Many within that they don't even know about. But few that are not willing to make that sacrifice. Or bastards I don't care about. <laughs> Fuck them. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure that most of these fuckers don't really feel down for dying, but we don't care about that, so so you're good with that, right? Yes. Not all of my kind will. And he looks back to the to the cave again. Yeah, you... you, you um, Pirlo, you, you keep looking back behind you. Uh, do you have more of your friends there? Is there anyone you think we should meet at this point? No, there is another who will be coming to relieve me soon. Okay. He will not think this way. Oh. So we should uh, hurry. Get moving, yeah. Yes. 
Uh, can I use mold earth to start sculpting out? You uh, like a like the uh, sculpting out some of the stuff below the crystal. You mean? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't take doesn't take much, and you put it you clear enough for two barrels plus accelerants if you want. Also, the way I'm going to sculpt it would be the dirt and like rock as I'm displacing it. I'm sculpting it back and up, up and over to focus the blast in at the crystal. Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Again, the, the giant seems to recognize your skill with like earth and stone and gives you a kind of a knowing nod. Mekek. Yeah. He'll move back over to the, the area and, and kind of put his hand out. If anyone wants a, a lift back up into the, the area, you do have to go get your, barrels if you want to do that yeah yeah so can we just kind of speed run it go back and get them and then be back here or is there shit in the middle that we need to deal with so yeah so as you go and get the the barrels uh from the griffins and stuff um careful with the trap careful with the trap (laughs) uh you see out out the 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 large entrance where the waterfall is just going over the side of this thing. You see a very fast, very large, dark shape dart in front of that opening, and then probably about four smaller shapes um, chasing after it. And then you hear a <laughs> in the distance from somewhere outside. Indy five hundred, <laughs> and then everyone feels it again as you hear another. It is. It's the Indy 500. It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you're able to, to grab the barrels from the griffins, and yeah, if anyone has anything to say at the moment, feel free, but otherwise you're probably just going to drag those back. Connie can probably carry like two at once, just saying. Since we're making a sharp exit, or it seems like we are making a sharp exit, do the gang think we need to in any way prep the griffins? Are they ready to fly? Are they good? Can, can the griffin carry a stone giant? No. Are they not strong enough? Anything not else? for that. No. You. Yeah. You. From what you understand, griffins, they would not be able to carry that. Okay. Um, they are ready for flight. Okay, they're ready to go. You don't need. They don't need to be saddled or prepped or anything like that. You can just jump on them and. You've already done all that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Yep. Um. You thinking about it now, you don't actually have any like you might want to think a little bit about how you want to light this thing or how you want it to go off. Um, well, yeah, you, well, you have a tinderbox, but it's broken, right, Connie? Adam, Connie? Well, uh, uh, I'm gonna say that Elif did give it back to me, it wasn't on, on the Titwitch stream, uh, <laughs> but she gave it back to me. I, I would have, yeah, I don't know because Serenade gave it to her back when they were watching the Bramble Pelt's house burn, the mayor's house. Yeah, right. And so uh, so I got it back, and but I haven't had a chance to really test it, and I don't even know. Right. I think it was broken both for its magical messaging system as well as for its fire creation system. But also, this conversation is moot because, Elif, you produce flame from your fingers, right? Yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't she be too close to the explosion yeah. oh i understand now i understand the problem sure do we have a long piece of twine that we can light and then send to the barrels 
yeah, I'm an explosive specialist. I feel like I should be able to figure this out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but here, use my Tinder box uh, if you want, because it might, I don't know if that's like a cool thing for it to come back in a utilitarian form at this juncture. I think that's cool. I think explosions are cool. <laughs> Blow up all your problems, kids. Um, wow. <laughs> You also have an explosives kit, so I imagine that would contain some, like, yeah. Right. Like, I have an explosives toolkit, so, like, how long would it take me to come up with something that would have a delayed explosion? Yeah, you could probably have a delayed explosion for about a minute. If you needed something longer than that, you you don't quite uh, have something that would work this efficiently. Um, So you could have, like, a much longer twine, but then the chances of it not going off are higher. Um, So it's kind of up to you. What do I think the radius of, like, the accelerant is? Uh, I mean, you've not tested it fully, necessarily. Yeah. Um, this amount, especially. Uh, it's... Uh, it's. So, so sorry. I, I didn't mean, could we just sit here and be okay? I'm yeah, more you could, could we do a staged explosion? In the sense of set oh, off the accelerant further away, it ignites the main bomb. Right. You could theoretically do something like that. Yeah. Uh, especially if you leak a little bit of the accelerant out of the bags uh, around the area on the stone. You should. It could catch fire more. That, that doesn't add a ton of time necessarily to it, but it would give you some distance. A kind of Hansel and Gretel firelighting kit. <laughs> yeah. Breadcrumbs of danger. I'm feeling really good about this plan so far. I'm going to start preparing for our eventual victory celebration. And Connie pulls out a cigar and he puts it in his mouth and he, but he's patting. Now, let me see if I have any other of these slow burning cigars <laughs> that I could share with y'all after. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait, what? <laughs> you. You have more ideas for our victory celebration for later? Well, no, 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 no. You, well, let, Connie, let me ask you a question about cigars. I know nothing about You Let's say you lit that cigar, okay? Yeah. And then you set it down on a table in a bar. Sure. How long would that cigar lay lit until you had to come back and relight it? Well, in my experience, I'd say that that would probably stay lit for maybe like... Four or five minutes, sure. Four or five minutes, sure. <laughs> Elif, do you, do you, Elif, do you get Maquette? Do you, do you... Well, no, I, I think Connie's the only one that doesn't get it. Connie, we're not talking about cigar. We're not. No, we're not going to have this. You can have a cigar later, but All we're right. going to use the cigar as a delay. To light the explosion, you get it? Oh, hey, now that's a hey. plan right there. That we just, oh, what a plan. Right. All right, well, I guess, um, yeah, I'll, I'll buy some more cigars back in Burden, which surely will still be standing at the end of this adventure. Here, Elif, I trust your expertise with my cigar and my tinderbox given to me by Vern back in the day. I mean, both these things are going to blow up. You know that, right? Like, they're both going to go boom, boom, and they're going to be gone. They're going to be completely destroyed. You understand that, right? Well, I, I do understand that, and it's beginning to strike me that it was never really about trying to be back with Vern again. It was more about 
trying to be comfortable with myself. And he's looking at his watch. <laughs> yeah, Connie, let's actually talk about this in a bar later while smoking a cigar. Deal. He's like hefted one of the barrels over his shoulder and is walking. He goes, you do realize that there's also a stone giant that has already agreed to die for the success of this plan, right? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure you know how to use a torch. <laughs> also, uh, Griffins, you might come a little closer so that we can get to you faster. Yeah, Griffins, uh, in, in a little bit here, this mountain's going to start to collapse. And what we need from you is for you not to freak the fuck out right at that point. All right. Can they understand me? All right. Maybe. Uh, Can we fast forward to we're back in the chamber with the giant? All right. Just so you know, I'm going to take Belinda back in with me. I did not leave Belinda with the Griffins. Belinda's kind of on my back type thing, just in case. Gotcha. Good to know. All right. Uh, as you uh, put the the barrels underneath it, you start setting up the accelerant. Um, you hear some... <laughs> what can only be described as giant footsteps uh, approaching. So that's not good, right? From across the way, you see the other giant uh, appear in the, the, the light from the crystal. Um, immediately uh, Pirlo uh, starts dashing and running toward him. Um, the other one, he seems uh, taken aback for a second, and then Pirlo locks arms with him and immediately starts to kind of grapple him. The ground around you is shaking as these two giants are wrestling and fighting and starting to now slam into the walls uh, around them. Dust and, and rocks start to uh, fall from the ceiling. Uh, as well. Pirlo shouts back, quickly now! As he's wrestling. What would you like to do? Okay, cigar time! Cigar plan time! Cigar plan time! I'm gonna really quickly set up the um, thing, the plan that we thought would give us um, with the cigar, it gives us like five minutes, right? Because the cigar has to bur- Well, that's too long. Never mind. That's way too long with the giant eye. I'm gonna go with the first thing that would give us a minute, and we're gonna have a, a running right. sequence. It'll be a blast. Okay. A blast. <laughs> a blast. Hello. Um, Connie is paying close attention to, you said that earlier he saw Pirlo kind of reaching for something. Between that yeah. and Pirlo kind of revealing, Connie knew that there were others, but Connie is wondering if maybe there is some kind of alarm there. And so Connie's paying close attention to see if this other stone giant is getting at all close to setting off we're reaching for something on the wall there. Right. Every once in a while, as they're wrestling, you see the other giant kind of try to reach for something on the wall, and Pirlo slams his hand back on the ground. Connie is immediately running to try to get between the other stone giant and the wall. Okay. Yeah, right now, they're they're wrestling. Uh, Pirlo pulls the other one uh, over and, and sort of wraps an arm around his neck. Um, the other one is, like, flailing on the on the ground at anything nearby um, grabs a rock from the very side of the mountain itself uh, and and chucks it uh, at you, Cryon. Oh. What did I do? You're there. So, is the giant on the ground or is he still, like, standing and just... 
they're they're now both kind of on the ground. That was many dice. That was many dice. Oof, oof, Yikes. Oof. Oh, but a 12 misses you, it seems. Phew. Oof, oof, that was going to be bad. Nice. Uh, yeah, the the rock the rock uh, whips over your head and you just feel a whoosh of air passing by with it. It slams into the wall behind Elif, um, cracking uh, a bit of the rock and tumbling to the ground. Guys, why why so many dice? Oh, was that a mistake? Uh, it was rolling 4d10. I think it was the DM's way of indicating to us that if we stay around to fight this, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us because oh. that was a shit ton of damage. Oh, okay. That was a lot of damage. Yeah, that so was rolled. Uh, set up the explosion and fucking go. And I've set up the explosion, so let's fucking go. All right. Okay, cool. Good shot. Good shot. Good shot. Why don't we go ahead and uh, roll initiative real quick? Everyone? Yeah. Because I'm so good at initiative. Ha 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 ha. Oh. That didn't suck. Beautiful. Awesome. Very well done. All right. So it's now been it's been lit and everything for a minute. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. We have a minute. Right. Ten rounds, y'all. Keep counting. Right. I was gonna say metagame just a little bit. Uh, that's six second rounds, so you have ten rounds before that goes off. Still in here. We're gonna die. Yeah. Uh, Connie, your turn. What would you like to do? I mean, Connie's main priority right now is just trying to help. Pirlo keep this other giant from alerting the others, although I guess at this point it doesn't really matter. But I'll go off of like that initial motivation, like Connie will throw a javelin at the other giant. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. I don't Please. know. I, I, I get so Everything's happening so fast, we're just letting these all these giants just die, including Pirlo. Like I, I feel bad. Uh, I'm gonna throw a javelin. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Uh, twelve. Uh, a, a twelve misses. Uh, would you like to move, Connie? Um, yeah. Does it look like the other giant is? Um, hey boys, boys. <laughs> uh, could you be uh, silent? <laughs> Uncle Adam's fighting a giant. This is my my growth. I've gone from quiet to will you please be silent? What an arc for Adam. Um, does it look like the other giant is getting it all closer to to the thing? No, the other yeah. Right now, the other giant is seemingly able to prevent <laughs> prevent. Uh, not only the other giant from getting closer, but also from hitting the alarm. Cool. They're, they look very evenly matched, but there's just no, yeah, there's no more progress. On that. Yeah. So, so Connie tossed the, the, the javelin, um, but now he's, he's retreating. Although now we, so we don't have the help of Pirlo anymore of getting back up that. Right. Do I see any other exits from this cavern? We didn't think about this. The main giant uh, cavern behind the giants, yeah. But that goes into darkness, and it feels like it goes further into the mountain. I mean, does the wall not look climbable? I could try climbing it, or, or we could take turns on the broomstick, but Connie has not yet ridden the broomstick. Right, yeah. And you are in, I mean, you're in turn order. 
so that gets a little odd with management, but you're good. I will move over to where we are about to like try to get out. I'll at least uh, Connie's going to prepare to try to help the others up on their turns. Okay, sure. Sounds good. Ella. Connie, 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 check me up, check me up, check me, check me, check me, check me up. I'll just get a little hurt, but that's okay. Actually, you, you need to check, yeah, you need to check me because then you say that for later. So check me up, check me up, and then I will drop a rope down and tie it to something or hold on to it or something. I don't know for the heavy guys. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got this. We got this. We got this. All right. I guess I'm not able to. So, so I have extra attack. Yeah. Can I use that as like I prepared a that that action, my extra attack action for this turn for kind of throwing her up the way I would throw a javelin? No, technically, yeah. It, that's it's not an attack. It's something different. You're yeah, not okay. quite able to do other things with that yeah. attack. But you can. I'll give you a little bit of help, Elif. Uh, so you kind of basically bouncing. Connie can give you just a little bit of a lift to to get up. So give me a acrobatics check, Elif, or an athletics check to see how high you can get and grab onto the wall. I mean, you were right the first time. I'm not doing athletics. Okay, yeah, I figured. nine nine acrobatics you lift off of connie connie gives you a little bit of a, a push you grab onto the wall and immediately start to slide back down for a second and you're just able to do whatever you can to catch yourself so that you're not moving down any further so you're about 10 feet up the wall right now but that ends your turn was that an action or what was that yeah, it, it was, yeah, it's your movement and then action to try to climb, yeah. Okay, this is a little bit of talking above the table, but because there's been a lot going on, uh, Lena, you still have a hex floating in the ether. Right, I guess, so I'm going to move that to the giant. It doesn't really do anything right now. I believe you selected strength as the stat? I selected dex oh, as okay. the stat. I couldn't Sorry. remember. Which, which is the, um, yeah, hurt. If, if it needs to be dexterous. yeah. But yeah, as a bonus action, I'll move that on to the bad giant. Not the good giant, the bad one. All right. We'll do that too. Good. Yeah, thanks for the reminder. So that's like a curse? Yeah. Warlocks can curse things pretty easily. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right, Elif, you're... Yeah, you've, you, you can't move any further unless you want to go back down and, and stuff, but... I don't think you'd want it to go back down. <laughs> down here for right now. All right, so that's about as far as you can get on your turn. Someone's going to come bail you out. Yeah. Also, thank you so much as Andy's rolling dice and trying to build dramatic tension with us, but not telling us anything. Uh, for all the subs, gifted subs, uh, bits, etc., we really appreciate it, and thank you so much for the raid, uh, Saltaris. Yeah, thank you so much, everyone. Ooh, they're in. They're in a. They're in a spot. They're in a spot. Uh, all right. Uh, the the giants are, are wrestling. The other one pulls the other one kind of onto the ground and is now pinning him. Uh, so and he turns back to you with with his head over his shoulder. Run. Uh, and Cryon, it is your turn. Goodness. Okay. Um, Cryon pulls out Belinda. He says to McKe uh, McKeck, are you okay? Do you want to? You want to jump on? Can Can you make it? I'm gonna go. I'm good. Okay, I'm gonna go grab Elif on the way up. Elif, hang on, I'm on my way. Nice. So, all right. Uh, McKeck's actually 
if you were saying that and I can respond to that, yeah. if that's okay, briefly, Andy? Go for it, yeah. Get Connie. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, shepherd all of them if I can, as my move. How many people do you think we can fit on this broom? Me and one other? Ooh, I don't yeah, you don't think you can lift Connie and you? Right. But here's something you could do. You could you could land on top of the 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 rocks on, on the the cavern itself and then toss Belinda back down to Connie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. Um Okay. But is Elephant in more of harm's way at this point or is she okay? You said she was like hanging onto the side of a rock or she's all right. It, to you it sounded like McKeck probably has Elephant in mind. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I will uh I'll I'll do that. I'll land on the top of the cliff, okay, or, or the the shelf, and then I'll throw Belinda down to uh, Connie. So, all right, sounds good. Uh, McKeck, or in Connie, I'm sorry. Did you want to move further back in the cave, or are you going to wait for your friends up here? I'll I'll wait just in case they need okay. anything. Perfect, McKeck. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Uh, as I get here. Um, you're going to see McKeck, I assume I'm able to, as a free action, uh, tap, uh, Kitty. Oh, no. Um. Okay, yeah, totally. And as he does that, you're going to see his limbs, uh, lengthen, um, and he has now turned into an ape. No way, okay. Uh, and the ape has a 30-foot, uh, climbing speed. Beautiful. Uh, I'm just going to sort of hit the wall, keep going, and as I get here, pull Elif up. All right. Doing a King Kong this shit. Pretty much. Doing a King Kong this shit. All right. So basically, getting to the foot of this was my yeah. 30 feet of movement. Okay. My bonus action turned me into an ape. Okay. How tall is the wall? 20 feet. 20 feet. So I'm going to get up that and uh, Elif was halfway up and we can just say basically with the movement reduction, I'm just pulling her back up. Yeah. So I'm probably right at the lip, just on the other side with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, dragging Elif then up. Uh, yeah. you, you guys are all kind of almost in crown space here. I'll just put you so we can separate them in case. Yeah. And all right, very nice, Connie. Now I understand that the broom takes a lot of time to have to like practice with. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, I now's a good time to practice. <laughs> I don't know if it. Well, I mean, the the description you gave us it requires like ten to twenty minutes of practice to, to be able to fly it well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm I'm talking through kind of my awareness of it. Connie is just like has seen them flying on it, so he just thinks like, all right, well, Fern never taught me how to fly on a broom, but how hard can it be? And uh, he'll try to fucking fly it. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Give me give me an intelligence check. That's not great. To figure this thing out. All right, my negative one. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Fourteen. Fourteen. With a fourteen, uh, you're you're 
able to kind of sit on it a little bit and, and it moves you uh, just a little further. Uh, it's just uh, it's not quite doing exactly what you want. And then it, it almost as if it clicks with you that this is kind of a sentient being as well. Belinda is has a mind of their own and they kind of seem to steer you a little bit further up uh, into the cave um, past Cryon and stuff and then sets you down. Uh, it was really, really shaky and you don't feel great about doing it again, but it at least got you up and into the cave. Phew! Bugbears and broomsticks! What do you think about that? Ah, damn! We gotta get out of here! This mountain's about to fall! Alright, Elif. Okay, so just like as a parting gift for the bad giant before I leave and run away, yeah. I'm gonna use my bonus action to uh, do psychic damage because he's hexed. Yeah. So he takes four psychic damage while he's pinned. Hopefully that helps. Um, and then I am taking the dash action. So I don't know how far I can get, Andy. I have 60 feet of movement, but I can't measure it all out because I can't see everything. Okay. You can get to um, to the griffin. Yep. Sweet. To this one, at least. Um, mounting it will have to be your next turn, but you can get there. Cool. So that's my turn. All right. You just hear a... From the, the cave entrance, it's really loud, bellowing, echoing through the caverns, um, spurring you on entirely because you're not exactly sure what's going on back there now. Cryon. Cryon says with some urgency to the group, remember the trap, remember the trap. There's a trap in front of you. Jump the trap, jump the trap. Which hopefully they work out. Because that's the, that's the direction yes. that we're heading, right, Andy? It's the same yeah. direction. Um, Good reminder. This, we're, we're, we're simply on the escape now, right? There's, they're not That giant is not even for us to do anything so um right i'm just looking at my map here um uh i mean all, all we all we really should be doing at this point andy is just gaining distance is that right i mean uh probably as fast as you can uh what's your movement speed oh speed speed 35 with a little comma next to it all right yeah so 35 yeah you're able to um, you're also able to get to the the Griffin with Elif. Um, where did you go? Oh, sorry, I just ran up ahead of Connie. Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah, you're you're going this way, uh, and you're able to get over to the uh, Griffin with Elif. Uh, technically, you have enough speed to get on the Griffin if you want. Am I not flying, Belinda? Oh yeah, uh, Belinda. I would have tossed it to you once I got up there. Of course you would. Okay, then yeah, you could certainly mount Belinda. Belinda takes off. I think Cryon, once he realizes that he's in a, cent a, a place of open air, yeah. gets on Belinda and is, is doing a kind of perimeter flight around the gang to make sure that everyone gets on and if there's anything that he needs to do, throw a dart or something like that. So he's okay. just... Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you're hovering then kind of like right over the, the river below you, just waiting. Uh, you have good eyes on, on the cave and the griffins, you should be all right. Uh, all right. Uh, we're just going to stay ape form, which is 30 feet. I love it. All right. And I'm assuming that, again, uh, Kitty is just wrapped around me, serving as my flashlight. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yep, and the the light that you left on up here, the torch that you sort of kept there. All good. Uh, you step over the trap, no problem. Uh, all right, and then Connie. Um, yeah, Connie has forty feet of movement as a bugbear at this point, so he is just yeah. he's just going for it. All right. Uh, yeah, so you can get to about here-ish if you want. Yeah. Uh, all right, LF. Um, so the plan was for Cryon to ride the broom and then, like, what, one of somebody to share a griffin with me, right? Sure. They, they don't have to carry a barrel with them this time, so they can carry two people easily. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna climb onto this griffin. I guess I got down to the further one oh. and wait for people. All right, yeah, you mount the griffin, uh, you climb on it. Is this the one I wrote before? Because I had done a good animal handling check on that one. Is that uh, this one? That was this one. Fine, I'm going to climb onto that okay, one then. Okay, you climb onto that one. Uh, yeah, and you're just waiting then for someone else to mount, and uh, you'll take off. Yep. Um, can I... I assume climbing on's not an action, so can I, like hold an action for once somebody's on with me, we can, I can indicate to the griffin that we should fucking move? Um, you can indicate to it, uh, and then it, uh, the mount rules are a little weird with that, because it's not really your action that you're doing anything with. It's theirs. Right. Um, but you can, yeah, kind of tell it, hold an action to tell it to go. Yeah. I can? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Cry on. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... We're in a holding pan now, right? We're just waiting for everyone to be safe and uh, able to escape. A little bit, yeah. You're basically waiting for McKeck and Connie to get on a on a Griffin right now, and then you're able to. I mean, you can you see them both, so if you wanted to, you could kind of go closer to the exit. Yeah, I mean, I'm flying around like you said in a kind of holding, hovering pan, so I'm just making sure that All right. no one's getting left behind. Everyone's okay. We don't see anyone. No one's chasing us. No one's after us at this point. Right. You don't see anyone chasing you or after you right now. Very interesting. McKeck? I'm trying to think about this for a second. Um, how long was the initial ride up here? Uh, uh, it was about 10 minutes or so. Also going really sneakily, going all the way around the back of it. Um, and if the you probably imagine that it's gotten closer to burden since then too. Okay, so I'm gonna five, ten, no, not from there. 15, 20, 25, 30, dash action. 40, okay. 45. And hop up there. As an ape? As an ape that is much lighter than my turtle? Yep, okay. Although, which one is this as I'm running towards it? You think this is the the posh one, <laughs> but also you've never ran at a griffin as an ape before. Well, I'm, I, I was I was also just trying to think. I was realizing those barrels were really heavy, weren't they? Yes. Like we didn't think there was going to be any problem with like outside of maybe Connie and I being on right, the same. 100%. Right, Right. That yeah, and that yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. Then I probably would have changed that. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. I don't want to talk you out of it. I just no, 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 no. scary ape. I was literally just stuck on the ape is lighter than McKeck is, so right. that might this be, should be no good. problem. Okay, yeah, with with Connie. 
So, does my thing trigger? Does the griffin go? Uh, yeah, it's, it starts in that direction. I'm also going to reach up, tap Kitty. Off now. Okay. Um, alright, and Connie? Yep, Connie runs and gets on the other griffin. If he can. He can. Yep, you're able to mount it. Bert, Ernie, meet us on the ground! Alright, um, yeah, you are able to dip out of the mountain. 25-ish seconds go by before you hear then a crack and a giant explosion behind you just shoots out the side of this mountain, seemingly tipping almost the mountain kind of over in one direction, and then it starts to sink slowly backward. And then it begins to just drop. The entire mountain begins to drop. You, luckily, as you're fleeing and you look out, you don't see any elk right below it or anything like that. So hopefully that they were uh, uh, good at getting a lot of that away. And you're flying right now to Burden uh, as you just feel this mountain coming down behind you. It's it's so just massive in, in the air. It's it's already just kind of sucking all the sound out of everything. You, you can feel it just eyes in the back of your head just right behind you just dropping out of the sky. And you look ahead now to Burden. There are a few fires now as you dip underneath the cloud cover. You now see Burden a little bit on fire. Um, and now your main goal is kind of in your head. Okay, now to put out fires. And it takes a second. You can almost feel the vibration of the mountain landing behind you before sound hits you, before anything else hits you. You just kind of almost feel the vibration in, in the whole region. Everything just shakes for a moment. And then spilling out from the mountain as it comes crashing down to earth, a you see a wall of just dirt and dust. And it's coming fast. And you're on your griffins and you're going as fast as you can. Um... Connie and and Elif, go ahead and give me animal handling checks. Um, Cryon, you're on the broom, just darting as fast as you can for burden. Yeah, sweeping as I go. <laughs> sweeping as you go. Because there is a bunch of dust coming in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen. Elif, all right, very good. Eighteen for Connie for animal handling. Eighteen, very good for Elif and Connie. You're able to just kind of dip down onto the onto the griffin as it's beating its wings as fast as it can. Um, Mekek, you sort of pull into your shell to make you more aerodynamic as best as you can. Also, as it comes, as like I see this, like I'm seeing a, basically a wall of dust and dirt, right? Yes, yeah. Judging as soon as I think it is within like 30 feet of us, I'm going to begin um, using mold earth to try to like push it away. Okay. Okay. Good. Not like back, but just try to open it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, 
you're you're getting just on the outskirts. You're you're now over, uh, sort of flying over the fields on the outside of of Burden, which are on fire currently. That's when the wall hits you. Um. So so this is kind of how that'll work. So everyone, give me a saving throw, and Mekek, uh your saving throw can be based off of sort of your Arcana or or Druid ability, Wisdom. Um, to try to mold the earth as best you can to, to, to mitigate any any sort of damage here. Um, but everyone else, pick a saving throw that you want to try here. Whether it's, I'm I'm off the griffin, I'm going to roll as I hit the ground. Whether it's, I'm going to just try to strengthen and and keep this, keep this here. I'm going to intelligently try to dart between the larger particles. Whatever you want to try to do. Just let me know. And what roll. if I want to charismatically convince the rest of the world that I'm awesome and so it shouldn't hit me with its dirt. Uh, you could certainly shout to the gods <laughs> to try to save you in that way. <laughs> shout to Pixar, Elf! Shout to Pixar! Shout to the god Pixar. He'll save you if you're cute enough. Can I make a request, Andy? Yeah, what do you got? Um... I feel like with where he is, McKeck would be also trying to shield other people. So if someone looks like they've done really badly at however they're trying to save, I might say that McKeck more tries to shield them than himself. Interesting. Yeah. So why don't we have you roll last? How do you do a saving throw? Just talk me through that as a noob. What is, how does that work? Yep. So uh, to the to the right um, of your main attributes, um, you'll see little like strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, under in, in a box called saving throws. Oh yeah, and I just pick one of those. You just pick one of those. I would suggest pick a one that you're good at. Yes, <laughs> so one that has a higher number. So dexterity, dexterity might not be bad. Yeah. So my one would be I'm on Belinda, obviously astride the broom as a witch would be yeah. and seeing all this detritus and rubble like throwing around me I actually take Belinda out from underneath me and now she's ahead of me pulling me so I'm just holding on to the handle and Belinda's flying <laughs> ahead so that's <laughs> nice all right. let's see that, that might like completely it. crash and burn when the wall hits you there uh, yeah go ahead and roll Ooh, a, what did I get? A, a nine? A 16? 16. 16? 16, yeah. Good. Uh, Connie's gonna tuck and roll and just kind of try to use his natural brutish strength to survive this. That's an eight. That's an eight. All right. Uh, so at this point, McKeck, it looks like Connie just sort of <laughs> is just like defiantly holding up a hand to the to the dust wall. Um you at least feel your shielding, like technically even your body is shielding elephant a tiny bit. It it probably looks like Connie's in the worst shape at this point. Okay. So freely accepting that this could go badly for me, if that's how I feel. Yeah. I want to use the earth shape to try to to try to shield Connie. Um and I've kind of been hunched inside my shell. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to 
because I was trying to make myself aerodynamic, I'm going to try to make myself bigger to block okay. Elif as much as I can. All right. And then a saving throw? Yes. 18. 18. All right. Um, Connie, for a split second, with your just hand up to the rushing dust and dirt, uh, you just see it split, and it just whips by you on both sides. Oh, man. And it's holding there for a second for you to to realize this is not you <laughs> that's doing this. And you're <laughs> able to turn around just as then the rest of it sort of catches up. You think that that mitigated uh, a, a bit of that, though. However, this is extreme. This is so powerful. You are all ripped away from your griffins. You're falling. You're gliding. You're you're going up for all you know. You are lost in just a, a swirling sea of dirt and dust. Um, all right. It's not going to be good for the sinuses. <laughs> I'm going to do, if you'll allow me to, because it's just a bonus action. Bonus action, wing on! And wings pop out from my back. You have wings? Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So as, as you leave the griffin and you... Yeah, you, you see McKeck on the other side of the griffin disappear into the, into the dirt as well. Your wings pop out, Elif. Uh, what do your wings look like? Hmm, I wonder. I mean, what do they have to look like, right? They look like just fucking fire shooting out my back. Like, they're not All even right. shaped like wings. It doesn't, nobody really can understand how they're aerodynamic. It just looks like my back is exploding in these two explosions. Yeah. They're not aerodynamic. You're jet powered. That's what you're saying. You're not actually aerodynamic. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, so so each of you are going to take a little bit of damage here, um, but not not tons. Uh, Cryon, you take seven damage as as you eventually find the ground. Okay. Connie, only two. Uh, Mekek, nine, and then Elif, three. Oh. Real quick, let me change my music. Dent it. Dent it. Dent. Dent. <laughs> Guess I really have to pee. Sorry. Me too. I really. I know. Have to we're, pee. we're coming there. We're coming there. I promise. Okay, we'll break okay. right after this. I don't want to be like a little kid, but I'm like doing that little hoppy thing. I promise. Yeah, it'll be real quick. <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. So you all, you are falling through the air. You just—it's just dust. It's just brown in front of you. Uh, your wings are helping. Um, uh, Elif, but you you cannot fly in this. Uh, you almost tuck them back in for a second because they're just catching wind and soaring you super fast through the air in what direction you're not even sure. And you tumble and you glide and and eventually you all find purchase on the ground. Cryon, you slam into the ground and you you try your best to kind of roll, but you then smash straight through a cart. Uh, it, it, at some, in some point of burden and it, you slam your head into the wheel that just stops you dead 
and your eyes just go white for a second, and the pain sears through your entire body. And the murky brown air, there's there's just nothing else. You, you, you look and you open your eyes, and the white then kind of fades back to normal. And you see a figure darting, uh, maybe trying to herd a child inside. And then there's more children around in a circle. And one small boy in the middle having to fend off all the others. And his blue robes hint at a quivering fear underneath. And then the image is dispersed by a galloping griffin that catches you in its beak, pulls you up out of the dust and the wreckage of the cart, and just shields you with its giant wing. But your eyes just remain locked on that spot where you thought you saw children for a second. No, Belinda. Belinda's gone. She was lost in the maelstrom, right? You lost, yeah. You. She got out of your hands. You're not exactly sure. Okay, okay. Elif, you hear a thrumming in your head. Somehow you're on wood. Hard wood, like a floor. And you open your eyes. You're in a house. You, cr- you see a hole in the roof. You crash through the roof of this house onto the ground. There are broken windows and a half-caved-in wall as the dirt and wind swirl around this place. The old wood creaks and leans against the wind, and a large chunk of roof immediately blows off. And as you, you know, brace against the, the impact of the wind and the dirt again, you hear a gasp from the corner under the stairs, and you see the orphans already members in a gang they're just supposed to steal scraps and and make a living that way and you see one of them in front of them her body laid across the others protecting them her bushy giant red hair waves in the wind and her eyes bright yellow flash as they turn around and look at you and you hold your hand to your head and you see blood now coming from your head and as you look up and your eyes focus again there's no one in the corner just a bunch of huddled cloaks and you turn to the front door of this place and you open it to go outside into this thing and Connie as you land you slap into the mud which immediately seems to consume you and you try to get yourself out of it but you begin to sink and you're you're too out of it your you must hit your head you find a you, you can't find a way to move out of this mud and you begin sinking further down and down like this whole damn town you're just sinking into the mud like your whole life since Vern and you slip beneath the mud and your hand is the only thing left above it and then you feel something, something to latch onto, maybe a hand, maybe Vern. And you hold it as it begins to pull you up again out of the mud and into the swirling wind and dust around you. And you pull the person closer, hoping to see them. But it's not him. In fact, you're just holding one end of Belinda. Oh, I love Belinda. Yeah. And McKeck, 
When you open your eyes, it's just dark. You attempt a small breath, but immediately begin to hack and cough the dust out of your mouth. You're buried. And as you slowly and painfully try to rise out of the dust, you then hear the wind begin to roar again. And yet through it all, you hear her voice. Now, where's Mick? Where is he? Is he under here? No. What about here? And you feel the dust fall away for a moment, dripping off of your head. A serenade pulls you out to your feet, shouting into the wind, Mr. Tumbledown, are you okay? Oh. And that's where we're going to take our break right now. Wow. Jeez. Wonderful storytelling, Andy. That was wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. So, hey, everyone, go manage your fluids. Come back. Uh, we'll probably try to make it like 10 minutes-ish because we still got something going on. <laughs> um, ish. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go have such a majestic pee, you guys. I'm oh. so excited. <laughs> it's going to be so majestic. We'll see you, see you in a second. All right, everyone. All right. We'll be back in a minute, everybody. <laughs> Hang in there. BRB. BRB. I was <laughs> enjoying. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to do McKeck's little like crisis of faith of why the fuck am I here? I was like, I jumped down the slope and I'm like, okay, crisis of faith may kill a party member. <laughs> <laughs> Balance. We'll do character development later. What were you going to do if I didn't jump down there? Were you just going to... McKeck was essentially having the why the... I'm I'm a fucking shopkeep. I'm not a person that does this. Why the fuck am I here? Yeah. I I heal people. I don't bring down magical mountains. I don't... Yeah. And, like, I talked to Lena about it because, like, Elif was the one who was best for the, like, yeah, but sometimes explosions. And sometimes that's what's needed for the good. But I also kind of have a good thing with probably whatever we're going to end up having to fight. So that also expresses that sort of switch for McKeck. Nice. No, it's Siege Santa. I wouldn't do you dirty like that. Fucking Siege Santa. (laughs) I was so happy you had a moment with Belinda, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) So that Belinda pulling you out of the dust was was cool. I'd written that prior to you. Oh, nice. I uh, also 100% uh, appreciate uh, Gammy's voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I practiced that a while. I was like, oh, I want it to be like kind of sweet, but cheeky and slow. And <laughs> yeah, it's like if Elif slowed way down in her old age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still a voice that would set things on fire. Right. Right. Yeah. There was <laughs> like. There was a whole part about the guy hitting what Adam thought was an alarm, but it was a, a thing to trigger like a waterfall to come in that room. Oh, and it was going to just blow you guys back into the room uh, with the water <laughs> from the river. <laughs> but it was going to come down. And... It, yeah, it was it was. Uh, yeah, going to come back down that that uh, that way out. Jeez. But he never got to it because the other guy, <laughs> the other guy was good enough. And then we would have had the fun image of the bobs floating along the new river on the back of a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say, I have swimming contingencies. I just don't have flying <laughs> contingencies yet. I love it. We good for laugh? I think we're good to go. Yeah. Let's 
figure out what the hell's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be fine. (laughs) I don't regret having call lightning against what I'm pretty sure is a storm giant. Not at all. (laughs) Uh, All right. Taking us back in live in three, two, one. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat, And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.